the band Gospel of Mary Magdalene. That's what we're going to actually read through the whole text today. I'm excited to do this. Uh, We do a lot of podcasts like this, but I get to kind of spin on stuff all the time. Today, I get to actually just read from a text. This is a public domain text. Uh, it's very old, and it is available on gnosis.org slash library slash Mary Gosp. Not gospel, but gosp.htm. Gnosis.org slash library slash Mary Gosp.htm. That will take you over to the PDF version of this if you want to uh, read along with us. So this is going to be a really, really cool study today. Um, I've got some really awesome artwork behind me this is kind of like i call it the seer um if you can see that this is going to go on a shirt uh on our website over at cubcooker.com uh to me it just represent represents the awakened being uh someone who is conscious and aware of uh what we are or aren't a part of uh we don't know we don't understand reality We have a lot of different sciences that try to explain it, and I love that. I love quantum physics, um, and I think the the deeper we get into that and the more we understand. What's up, Jason? How are you doing, my friend? The more we understand, we um, we, it's like the less we understand. Um, And the, the idea that the consciousness that we have is God, that God is like embedded in that consciousness, that we wouldn't even exist without that. Um, you know, because Christ talked about even in the canonical gospels, uh, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that are in, in our canonized Bible today. Uh, he talked about, um, that God is spirit and truth. Uh, he didn't say he was some entity or being that could descend down upon the earth as in, uh, you see in the old Testament a lot. And you guys know my theory about that. Uh, if you haven't watched my Yalda Bayoth series, it's on my YouTube channel. You can go check that out. That'll give you a great, great jumping off point. But uh, regardless of what side of the equation you are with that, um, thank you very much. Angel Appleseed says, beautiful background you created. Yeah, I, I just, this is a beautiful one today. Uh, like I said, this one's going on a shirt. Faux show going on a shirt love 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 this one because again it's the awakened conscious being what is up annie how are you my friend i hope you're having a beautiful day um anyone that is uh new here welcome this is uh this is the cub cooker supernatural podcast i didn't do a great job introducing it today um but uh i'm a mystic a light worker and a mentor um i deal with concepts of faith spirituality and the paranormal every single day we go through all kinds of different mythologies ancient texts uh we look at um just all kinds of different lore on here i love 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 what we get to do uh and what am i all about i want to help you i want to help your mind yield the hope of spirit and what is that 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 is that authentic truth within you that is detached from any religious standard it is it is the core of who you are knowing god deep within uh and that's exactly the work that i'm doing here so i teach self-awareness via thoughts emotions energies and actions so those are the four yogas if you're not familiar with that i value inclusion of all races religions and orientations i want to be very clear about that anything i say here 
is from my experience. I mean all respect and love to all traditions. I don't care where you do or don't go to church, who you're married to or not married to. Uh, I don't care what the color of your skin is or what your ethnicity or heritage or anything like that. We are one people, guys. One people in God. We are one. And we've lost that message. And I'm that's part of what I do here is just try to have a a beautiful neutral background here that the core concepts are belief in God, um, love of each other's service of others. And then what is the fruit that we're bearing every day? That's why the acronym for mythos M Y T H O S is the mind yielding the hope of spirit. And the term yield there is like a tree, a fruit tree yields fruit. It bears fruit forth. Christ talked about that so much. I look to Christ because he is my guru. Um, he's the one that I have the most knowledge or gnosis of, the, the deepest understanding of. Um, with that said, I read a lot of different things like the Bhagavad Gita. I look at the wisdom of Krishna and Buddha, and uh, I believe all of the messages around those are, are exactly the same, guys, uh, from everything that I study. Uh, another thing that we really get into and that we are going to read through today is the Gnostic Gospels and texts. Um, and those Gnostic Gospels are absolutely beautiful. So uh, the Gospel of Mary Magdalene is found in the Berlin Gnostic Codex. Uh, this is a very important and well-preserved codex and was discovered in the late 19th century somewhere near Ak Akmim uh, in Upper Egypt. It was purchased in Cairo in 1896 by German scholar Dr. Karl Reinhardt and taken to Berlin, okay? You guys can read this free online, by the way, um, and I'm going to drop it in the group, um, in our Mythos group, if you're a part of that. Um, we will be actually reading the whole text today because it's not very long. Um, I do have the book available on my website, by the way. Uh, if you want, you can go over to the website um, and purchase the book. The, the, the translation I have is by Jean-Philippe Leloup. Um, and that translation is amazing because it has not only the text, but it has a lot of wonderful commentary around it. And the commentary takes you so much deeper into the text. And so all of the Gnostic gospels I have are by that same translator author, um, and I really, really like them, but what I'm going to read today is just the text without commentary. So what is up, Eddie? How are you doing? Um, good. Josh says the Gnostic gospels also have me interested. Awesome. Um, secret book of John. We will read secret book of John. That's much weirder. And I understand it a whole lot less, but again, for today, we're going to explore consciousness according to Mary Magdalene, which, uh, just to give some context on Mary Magdalene, um, one of the things that uh, I was reading on Mary Magdalene and um, is that, you know, there's kind of the common tradition that Jesus casts seven demons out of her. If you understand Eastern mysticism and you understand that Christ most likely went to India and Nepal and studied in what's called an ashram uh, and became uh, an ascended master in these ancient traditions, then you're going to understand what the seven demons are. The chakras are the things that have to be cleared so that they can fully produce light, that they can fully um, manifest themselves through the self, through the person. 
I'm not an expert at that, by the way. I just, I know enough to share with the class uh, that that's what we're talking about. So Mary Magdalene, let's look at her, uh, you know, the church. And I mean that as the global church, the the Roman uh, tradition of that, which by the way, every other tradition we have comes from, no matter who took, you know, who took it apart and re-put it back together, it all kind of stems from the same canonical tradition. Now you do have some other canonical traditions, but uh, for the most part, what we have in the West is all from that tradition. And that, uh, there was, I believe it was one of the popes spoke out and made sure that Mary Magdalene was the archetypal prostitute. Uh, there's really no evidence of that. She was a healer. She was um, most likely of uh, what would be considered like an Essene tradition from everything I've read. Um, so she would have been into more of the magic arts. Um, that's a very unpopular thing to talk about, especially amongst the faith communities, because we've been told, hey, don't practice that. But if you actually look at the Old Testament and you understand that the Yahweh of the Old Testament is not necessarily the God that Christ was speaking of, that maybe Christ was bringing a new God, um, and that he is a high priest in the order of Melchizedek, which was a magic order, and then you have the Magi or the Magos that came to visit him. Uh, you just see so much magic attached to that. A lot, well, literally everything that we're told, like don't practice all of that and all of the horrible, horrible sentences for that. Absolutely, Lisa says, yes, yes. Um, uh, Josh says, yes, I've always said a lot of times that we have just diluted and murkied the stories indeed. Yes. So with that said, um, I believe in magic. I am learning what all of that is. We're going to study it a lot deeper in December. Uh, this is not the stuff to be afraid of, guys. This is this is um, esoteric magic. This is the, the kingdom within you already. Your consciousness, your thoughts, your meditation, your prayer, uh, your belief systems, all of that. And what we're going to do through December is just completely deprogram from all of these limiting belief systems and reprogram into the literal magic that is God within self. Uh, I love this subject, Angel Appleseed says. Amen, me too. So we're really going to get into that. Now that is not to be confused with the occult, by the way. That is not what I'm into. I am into esotericism. Esotericism is the hidden meanings, the secret meanings, and the initiated self uh, by by going through things like when you go through a, a period in your life where you have loss or suffering or distress or you know all of this stuff is like an opportunity to step into a higher self and find that magic within and see miracles happen within your life, all of which emanates from the Godhead, from Source itself. By the way, so with that said, we're going to see some really what I'm going to call controversial subject matter in Gospel of Mary Magdalene. Uh, user 26 says, I want to find out who I am. Well, you are in the right place. That's exactly what we do here. Do you think Jesus was the son of God or a prophet? Um, I have a different belief system on that. So the whole messianic ideology was something, if you look at like the culture, they were looking for the Messiah. They're looking for the kingdom of heaven to come, overthrow their the, the evil rulers that were around them, and literally build heaven on earth. Christ preached a tradition of kingdom of God within. 
Um, you have the power, you know, your faith has healed you. You will do greater things than even I have done. Now there are some of the even canonical gospels that really tie together this idea of, you know, he fulfilled every prophecy kind of thing. And even John, as we're reading through on Sundays, now the esoteric reading of John really drives home the point in chapter 21 that he is definitely the son of God, definitely the Messiah. Um, but that chapter was added to John. And uh, most scholars agree that chapter was added uh, many, many years later, even hundreds of years later, to just really make sure that it followed the other canonical Gospels and kind of tied everything together. So with that said, um, a great question some. Do I think any religion is the right religion? Here's how I view religion. Religion is one angle of trying to understand an infinite fractal mind of God and who we are within that, because we are within it, by the way. Uh, and each religious tradition takes a different angle at that. When you get to some more of the disassociated Eastern mysticism, which I believe is what Christ practiced, um, you, you disassociate yourself from practicing like these religious systems and you begin to practice spirituality. Spirituality is transcendent of any religion. You can be any religion and be highly spiritual. Now, at a certain point, your spirituality is going to cause conflict with maybe some of the constructed traditions that you're practicing within that religion. However, I think it's totally possible for someone to remain within their religious tradition go uh, and observe that, worship that way, go with friends and family, whatever that is, and still be highly spiritual, highly ascended. Um, for me, because I do this full time, I don't go to any particular church. Um, but with that said, um, I think it's totally possible for anyone. So no, I don't think that there is one right religion. I think everyone is a different, you know, uh, angle on trying to understand God. So do you ever worry you're leading people astray? I don't lead people anywhere. They make up their own minds. Welcome back, Truth. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, good to see you. Um, no, I don't worry because people are going to lead themselves anywhere. I'm not I'm not telling anyone. I, I'm literally not even saying that my way is the right way. I'm sharing information. Information is never, never a bad thing. Information, uh, knowledge is always good. Gnosis is always good. Uh, the tradition and the focus that I take is more Gnostic. Um, so Lisa Marie, thank you for being here, by the way. And thank you, Jason, for inviting people, you guys that are a part of this community. That helps us expand our reach here. So thank you for that. Um, I believe it's a God uh, just now, uh, just not what any religion says. Yes, absolutely. That's That's how I feel about it, too. Um, and if you just look at like the traditions of all of these different religious archetypes, they're all trying to discover the same thing. Now there's different methods around that and different, I grew up Methodist, so I totally get the methodology of that. Uh, and people want something to hold on to. Now I am a very abstract, very creative person, very spiritual person. So I can be more comfortable wandering in this virtual wilderness of self than a lot of people can. Uh, and the, the text we're going to read today, you, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I've always thought religion is a control method and spirituality is true freedom of self. 
that's a good way to look at it too. Um, but I think everyone probably starts in religion somehow, like that's your introduction to the concepts. So I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, I think it's the, the person that becomes an initiate of higher self of the divine mind of God, um, and connects with Christ consciousness is going to ascend, uh, through all of that. So, uh, am I a globe or a, uh, a plain earth? Um, honestly, I don't care. I literally don't even care where I live because, um, it's all in perception. And I, I literally have a weird belief that I think that, um, reality is more than we understand. And I think that people live in their own tunnels of reality and like whatever they believe is going to manifest in that reality. And then they're going to align with people that believe the same things. And then they're going to see the same reality. Um, and I don't, I don't think that there is one reality. I think that that multiversal theory is very, very wise. When you think about like, you probably know someone and you're like, that person lives in their own world. Yeah, they do because it literally is real. It's not just real to them because they're crazy. It's real to them because they see it, they experience it, they're manifesting it. They're agreeing with that reality and they're stepping into that reality. We're going to see that here about the idea of sin. Original sin came around uh, about 300 years is the best guess after Christ um, and really drove home that whole Adam and Eve story. Uh, the church, you know, kind of grabbed onto that. By the way, the Pope that spoke out against uh, Mary Magdalene and had that whole theory about her, the Catholic Church revoked that, I think. Um, I want to say it was like in 2016 or something like that, real recently. Um, and then she was actually um, adopted into the canon of um, saints. So uh, whatever you call that, I'm, I'm not sure the name for it, but... So she is actually a saint now from, from what I've researched. So you just see that like, you know, it's, it's a long history and tradition of like someone has their angle, whether it is control or misinformation or maybe inspiration or whatever that is. They focus on certain things for a certain period of time. It gets adopted as gospel truth. Here we are 2000 years later and we have a, uh, a whole different understanding of it. So, um, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. And, and Doug, I just don't get into that because again, what does that matter? Like it does not matter to your spirituality. Like you're, you're completely focusing too much on how the matrix manifests itself rather than what you are within it. And the idea that you live in a holographic reality and you can create that, which you think, feel, speak and do in it. Um, anyway, it's pretty, pretty cool. So, um, yeah, and I've looked at all of that stuff, guys. So I'm very, very well versed in that whole um, idea. So I, I, but again, I just don't care. So um, let's see. Okay, so uh, yeah, so uh, agnostic. Uh, I believe there is a god and no knowledge of them. Um, no, Doug. So like gnostic is. Um, I believe that there is a higher god that Christ spoke of. Um, that was so ancient and forgotten about and replaced with all kinds of systems and constructs. And, you know, Jesus absolutely hated all of the sacrifices in the temple and he drove them out. Uh, he never ate meat that we have on record. He ate fish and vegetables and grain and rice. Um, 
bread, wine, that type of thing. Um, he meditated, he prayed, he, the 40 day and 40 night fast he did was like a Vedic fast from the ancient, uh, traditions of Indian spirituality. Um, and so like that was not new. Uh, a lot of what he spoke of, you know, I am in the father, the father is in me. That is, uh, almost a direct quote out of the Vedic texts. Um, again, all for my research, you guys do your own research, like don't take my word for it. So, um, but with that said, we're going to, let's read, let's read. I, I'll, I'll answer more questions later. Cause uh, I got a lot of people on conspiracy things here and guys, that's not this channel. If you're looking for that, go somewhere else. I don't care where I live because I'm here now. So just, just be here now with me and let's not debate. And, uh, you know, if you're worried about, who might be controlling the narrative, then you need to get a bigger narrative. So, um, truth, truth warden says research. Yes, absolutely. Research. Always do your own research. So, and find reputable sources for research. That's one, the one thing I try not to read like conspiratorial blogs or anything. This is from gnosis.org. This is a highly reputable, uh, website that has a lot of different texts here. So, uh, so the codex that gospel of Mary Magdalene was found in, um, uh, was probably copied and bound in late fourth and fifth century. It contains Coptic translations of three very important early Christian Gnostic texts, the gospel of Mary Mag Magdalene, um, the Apocryphon of John, which is the secret book of John, by the way, and the Sophia of Jesus Christ. The texts themselves date to the second century and were originally authored in Greek. So very common for this type of text that way. So despite the importance and discovery of the ancient collection of Gnostic scriptures, several misfortunes, including two world wars delayed its publication until 1955. Uh, by then the large Nag Hammadi collection of ancient Gnostic writings had also been recovered. Um, so that's where you get gospel of Thomas from. That's where you get, uh, like those other ones. So, um, let's see these texts, uh, from Berlin Gnostic codex were used to aid augmented translations of the Apocryphon of John and the Sophia of Jesus Christ as they are now published in the Nag Hammadi library. But more importantly, the codex preserves the most complete surviving fragment of the gospel of Mary. It is clear, uh, this named Mary is the person we call Mary Magdalene. Uh, two other small fragments of the gospel of Mary uh, from sec separate Greek editions were later unearthed in archaeological excavations. So obviously very old, um, finally got, you know, put into print in the, in the forties and fifties. So, um, and now we're going to get into chapter four, five, eight, and nine. Uh, so they are not complete. We have chapter four, chapter five, chapter eight, and chapter nine, and that is it. So we don't have one, two, or three. Uh, we don't have six, seven, and eight, or, or six and seven, but we have eight, um, and we have nine, and we don't know what would be after that either. So, um, again, fragments, but you can see where this stuff is going. Thank you, uh, Mono, uh, Mona. Thank you, Mona, for the, uh, loving the artwork. I appreciate that. This will be on a shirt in my, uh, in my uh, t-shirt shop, by the way, you guys that like those, uh, you can check that out later. So, all right, chapter four, buckle up, open your mind. Let's dive in. This is wild. So Mary asks Christ, 
will matter then be destroyed or not? The Savior said, All nature, all formations, all creatures exist in and with one another, and they will be resolved again into their own roots. For the nature of matter is resolved into the roots of its own nature alone. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Peter said to him, Since you have explained everything to us, tell us this also. What is the sin of the world? The Savior said, There is no sin, but it is you who make sin, and you do the things that are like the nature of adultery, which is called sin. That is why good came into your midst. midst. The essence of every nature in order to restore it to its root. Now think about that. Christ is saying, you know, he he's come into our nature, goodness. And the essence of every nature in order to restore it to its root. So I interpret this as Christ being the fullness of every nature, every tradition, every faith, every everything since the beginning of time to resolve it to its roots. What are the roots? You hear about the different parables of different trees, uh, where are your roots connected to? And so eventually things will resolve back to where their roots are actually coming from and wherever you decide to root within to. Um, and just a second. Sorry, dogs are trying to spar this morning, and we've already had one sick dog this morning. I don't need to clean up more in my office. So um, so this is where it gets wild here. The Savior said there is no sin. Like, again, what does that not go against everything we think we know? Yeah, Jason, absolutely. Dogs, LOL. I love them to death, but it's been a rough morning. We, we have got snow here this morning. It's a cold morning and my dog gets, he's a great Dane and he gets uh, really emotional about things. So, um, so he's been, he's been sick at his stomach all morning, which caused me two separate events to have to clean up stuff. And it was not fun. So I didn't want him to do that in here. So, so Christ is saying here, you guys decide whether to believe this or not. I believe it. I, I see how it fits into everything. I see how it fits into the canonical Gospels, um, but this is where I kind of draw the line. I look at the rest of the New Testament as other people's observations and their own ideas of how they wanted things to be or thought they were inspired on, rather than the authentic words of Christ. I look at the Old Testament as a representation of the mythologies and the lineages leading up to the time of Christ to understand better where he was coming into and all of these belief systems that he was essentially coming to um, offer a much better way uh, to try to find God and be one with God. So with that said, you know, is he savior? Is he prophet? Is he uh, guru? Is he whatever, you know, um, you decide, he said, over and over and over who you know who do you say i am who do you say i am so i'm not here to tell you anything just give you the info who do you say he is because if there is no sin then what is he saving us from um and you may say well wait a minute i've had sin in my life yeah you have agreed to it so did i by the way 
and and I continue to, but the, the more I understand this, the more I step out of that and I step into a reality where I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like everything I do can come from God now. And it's a whole different place to be in. And so in that sense, absolutely Christ is the savior. The Christ consciousness is the savior and the ascension from the material flesh world of sin and unalivement. So with that said, that's just kind of how I view it. Again, you guys view it however you want. He says, that is why good came into your midst, midst to the essence of every nature in order to restore it to its root. Then he continued and said, that is why you become sick and die. And you are deprived of the one who can heal you. He who has a mind to understand, let him understand. Then in verse 30, it says, matter gave birth to a passion that has no equal, which proceeded from something contrary to nature. Then there arises a disturbance in its whole body. That is why I said to you, be of good courage. And if you are discouraged, be encouraged in the presence of the different forms of nature. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, if you guys don't already see where this is going, this is definitely meta. This is definitely meta outside of reality that we think we know outside of traditions and the religious law. This is very, very ephemeral, um, very much transcending all of the limiting stuff in our life. Uh, and it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. So, um, and I, I don't pretend to understand all of this, by the way. I'm not some guru here to tell you this is exactly what, you know, again, that's why I'm not going to lead anybody astray. I'm just giving you the info and, and you're going to do with it what you will. You're going to pray on it. You're going to manifest from it. You're going to find your path. Thank you guys for the follow, Andy. I appreciate that. Um, when the blessed one had said this, he greeted them all saying, peace be with you. Receive my peace unto yourselves. The whole Shalom, of course, you know, that was very common then. Beware that no one lead you astray saying low here or low there for the son of man is within you. Okay. That is a key right there too. This, this again, complements perfectly the canonical gospel. The kingdom of God is within you. The son of man is within you. And if you look up what son of man means, it actually means humanity. Like it's, it's saying it's like the son of a man, humanity. So if you actually look that up in the Greek, it is humanity. And that for me is wild because like humanity is within you. Authentic, true humanity, not flesh, not sin, but humanity, authentic divinity created one with God is within you. The son of man is within you, the savior even. You could go as far to say that is within you. Follow after him. Those who seek him will find him. Okay, so he's with them at this point saying that. But you know there's people there that are still going, it's you, it's you, it's you. And he's like, he, it's in you. It's in you. Divinity, that's true, very true. Absolutely, Andy. Thank you very much. Uh, follow after him. Those who seek him will find him. Go then and preach the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. The good news of the kingdom. What kingdom? Kingdom of heaven coming down and flashes of light and all this stuff. 
No, the kingdom within you, that place that transcends all of this stuff. Do not lay down any rules beyond what I appointed you and do not give a law like the lawgiver lest you be constrained by it. When he said this, he departed. Okay, that is a very important verse right there, verse 38. Do not lay down any rules beyond what I appointed you. Go read through all of the epistles. Go read through all of the works of Paul. And this is where I differ on a lot of people within this. You you see a bit more of a law being given there, just like the old law. Because I, I do. And I see a lot of stuff that was not in context to what Jesus actually said. And I see a lot of people struggling and trying to judge other people and trying to, you know, you know, help their brother iron sharpens iron and all this stuff. And Hey, I think you're deceived. Don't be a, don't be a stumbling block. No, get back over here. Believe this old stuff that made you want to kill yourself. Guys, that's my journey. That's why I love this stuff because it set me free. I love myself now. I want to be here. I love you and I want to be here. When I was following all that other stuff, all the Paul stuff, all the, you know, trying to put it all together and you got to do this and you got to do that and you have to know Jesus. Well, where is he? I don't see him. He's not in front of me. Oh, wait a minute. He's inside me. But nobody will ever tell you that because they're fault. What are they doing? Rules beyond what Christ appointed. And don't let anyone ever tell you guys that something that Paul or anyone else said is just as important as what the master said. Christ said something. That's what I listen to. And he says 100%. Absolutely. Preach, substance says. Thank you. I get fired up, guys. I love this stuff. And I love to help people break free of limiting belief systems and step into a higher self and get to that point where they become one with God and they are manifesting that Christ that all of these people are supposed to be following. Yet all we have coming out of that is judgment, patterns of sin, addictions. I have people that I know personally that follow Jesus who have taken their own life. That's hard, guys. That's hard. What does that mean? I don't know what it means, but I just know that the figurine of Jesus and the cross on the dashboard does not help. Christ is something to become and to know, not something that you need to look outside of yourself for. And he's very clear in the Gnostic Gospels, which, by the way, had to be buried and thank God that they were found because it's coming back, guys. It's coming back. And we've had 2,000 years of tradition of what I consider. You guys are worried about what, what shape the earth is. Maybe worry about the true, authentic message of spiritual ascension being stifled for centuries. Jesus is divinity. Absolutely, Andy. Absolutely. And within us. And within us. I feel similarly to my past indoctrination, Angel Appleseed says. Absolutely. Uh, there is an avenue in a modern-day church, uh, which is actually real love. I agree with that. I agree with that. Unfortunately, there's a lot of other doctrine around that. And just trying to observe the teachings of Paul inherently leads to a construct. It leads to a hierarchy and an organization of these religious laws that, that Christ came to speak against. 
he came to fulfill so that they weren't even a problem anymore. Little louder for the people in the back. Thank you, Carrie. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, so with that said, yeah, let me say that again, Carrie. When we read through things like Acts, Romans, How many times is something quoted from Romans, by the way, against me, against what I'm teaching? And then I go, oh, really? Look at what Jesus said. Is he, is he the master? Who do you say he is? So why are you listening to Paul, who, by the way, had it out for all of the believers and then had a magical transformation and all of a sudden became now the one authority to the institution that everybody goes on Sunday and they're fed the same things from him and then try to reconcile that with the gospel. And then, by the way, try to reconcile somehow this God of the Old Testament is the loving, infinite father that Christ spoke of. That at one point said to go ahead and unalive all of those that were in the community. On record, just within the Bible, 2.5 million unalivings by that God of the Old Testament. Some people guess as many as 25 million. Yet you have Christ come and he's not even eating meat. He's eating fish and bread and wine and vegetables, you know, different grains and stuff they would have had. He hated the animal sacrifice. He knew that animals were divine as well. Because we're all one. If you've ever noticed when you have an animal, like you have a dog, you really love that dog, that dog shares your personality. Okay, that's not just that's not just a psychological thing in this tiny brain of an animal. That's a spiritual thing. You're sharing a karmic imprint with that. And if you study Eastern mysticism, you understand that karmic imprints are shared amongst people who share amongst their being. Looking for proof uh, of burial versus uh, cremation. I want to be available uh, to fight the battle in the end. Dude, don't worry about those that can destroy your body. Worry about those that can destroy your spirit. That's what Jesus said. Let the dead bury the dead. I can literally only give you the words of the master. Beyond that, I think everything else is speculation. And when I say the master, I follow Christ, but I also see that master in Krishna and Buddha. And I, and those teachings are amazing. And we're going to get more into those. But again, I try to stick with the Christ teachings and with the Gnosticism here. The key factor is sin. God is just and he repays sin for what it is owed. That's possible, Andy. But where are you getting that? Because Christ did not speak of that. Like, show me where Christ himself spoke of that. He said, go and sin no more. He didn't say, by the way, I'll send you a bill later. I'd love to hear more info about those. Uh, yeah, I've got the Bhagavad Gita. I have no idea where it is. Um, I read it and leave it in different parts of the house. Um, the Bhagavad Gita is amazing. The The words of Krishna says that when you love me within all creation, then you know me within all creation. 
you know, Krishna is the incarnation of God, by the way, just like Christ is in our Western Christianity tradition. So all this arguing about who's who and what's what, like what if Christ, what if the Christ has manifest himself hundreds, if not thousands or infinite times within our reality to continue saving humanity and that's the true nature of the Savior rather than this one event that we have to agree on a timeline and agree on what we're going to say and repeat over and over and over as dogma to ourselves rather than understanding the essence of him as the Savior because he is here in all times, in all places, in all realities, in all visions. But he does. Christ is the word of God made flesh. So Andy, what does the word of God mean to you? Because if you say the Bible, that's the law. The word is the logos. The logos is the divine computation or expression of God. That's what reveals itself within us to give that true freedom. Absolutely, Andy. Very good, my friend. All right, let me get into chapter five here, um, and I may have to, let's see, what time is it? Actually, I'm going to have to do this this afternoon, so we'll just keep going through this this afternoon. We'll do uh, chapter five, chapter eight, and chapter nine. Even though there's not a lot here, there's a lot to talk about, So, but I hope you guys are vibing with chapter four, which is the first chapter in the Gospel of Mary Magdalene. This is key to waking up as a spiritual being and quit trying to reconcile your flesh and all of the rules and all the stuff and all the beliefs. This is a place outside of belief. This is a place where you say, hey, I don't know. This is a place where you say, I want to know God. This is a place where you say, I don't believe God is outside of me. This is a place where you start to love each other. This is a place where you realize that if you hurt someone else, you're hurting yourself. This is a place where you realize when you give even a drink of water to someone that you are quenching your own thirst. Andy says, very nice content. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for being here. Um, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time will be the live stream this afternoon. These are available on the podcast. Everything over on my website, www.cubcooker.com. If you love what I'm doing, consider joining the Mythos group. We have a private group community. It's $9 a month. It's how I do what I do. I show up every day, twice a day, plus 10 separate videos a day, plus run the community. I give everything I can for free. And I do this as a full-time creator because you guys support me. It's nine bucks a month. You get a private Facebook group, private uh, videos in there. You get access to a library of hundreds of my trainings and teachings. You're going to get first viewing of my new book. You're going to get special meetups within that community virtually. Um, all kinds of awesome stuff. Literally, if one person joins every time I live stream, then we're taking this thing where it needs to go. Uh, air plants for you says, I can't understand why there aren't 5,000 people in this live. Thank you for your content. Thank you. Be sure and follow me on everything. By the way, I'm not just on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I'm on podcast platforms, Apple and Spotify. I'm everywhere guys. I'm showing up. I've literally given everything up in my life for this. I gave up my business, a bunch of friends, even some family members, and I'm doing this full time. I moved out of my house in the country into the city 
so that we could go to zero, go all in on this and do this. So that's why I'm here. Thank you guys for your support. All the resources are on my website from free ones to paid ones. Anything you guys do helps support me. I love you. I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you for the encouragement. Um, I love that air plants comment. Thank you very much. Uh, McGrave says, thank you. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, Andy, for being here. Chakra flower art. Thank you for being here. Um, uh, question, what would be the reason for this gospel only being found around 200 AD? Um, I don't know that there's a reason so much as like, I think God plants these seeds and over time, you know, time is just a construct too. like the knowledge has been there. People have believed this. People have had these revelations. They were just written off as heretics or whatever. And then you get like the context behind it coming out. What is the Bible actually does say that Satan is the God of this world, be in the world, but not of the world. Jesus told them, he said, your father is Satan. Who was their father? Their father was the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, and he's saying, you know, Satan is the God of this world. Be not of the world, be not in the world, but, uh, be not of the world, but in the world. And we're in the world. Like we're here. I'm in the matrix, but I'm going to keep coming into it. Just like he did. Try to break people out. Like, let's do this. Let's wake up. Let's love each other. Let's actually go and love each other for real. Yes, a lot of info was destroyed by the principalities. Yet, somehow, somehow the Spirit made sure that that was preserved. And people all through that, by the way, had these revelations. This revelation I've had about Yahweh not being the Father that Christ spoke of is not new. I thought it was new. I thought of it in the shower, and then I looked it up, and I found a few, just a handful of other creators talking about this. Good friend of mine, Sons of God Ministries out of Michigan. Uh, Joshua is his name. Awesome, awesome guy. I've had many conversations with him. He just did one uh, about Odin, the All-Father, and how that ties in and all of the Druid stuff and how that all ties in. He's got some awesome content. I'm going to do a live with him one of these days when we can we can make it happen. Uh, but he called me the other day. We had an incredible conversation about this. There's other people. By the way, Marciona Penope went, Jesus is talking about a new God, and he followed that idea. And by the way, he lived in the time of Paul. He was a contemporary of Paul. Some people say he was a deep follower of Paul, and that may be true. Um, but I also wonder how many of Paul's writings have been tweaked. He said he had a thorn in his side. Might that have been a Roman spear? I don't know. I can't speak to any of that. But what I can say is I believe the words of Christ. I believe the words of Krishna and Buddha because they are all complementary to each other. The new God Jesus was referring to. Uh, so in Greek, it was Theos. Um, he just called him Father Abba. Um, when he was on the cross... He said, Aliyah, Aliyah. So he's speaking about like, he never used like the Yahweh or anything like that. Now, not that they specifically said that, but look at the characteristics of the father. He said that uh, in my father, there is light. There is no darkness at all. And literally, if you cross-reference that verse with the Old Testament, Yahweh says, I dwell in darkness and I bring forth blessings from dark places. Does that sound like the same God? 
oh yeah if it's yin and yang and it's duality then then yeah that's the same god no he said in my father there is light and there is no darkness at all he said the day will come he said now you worship by the law but the day will come oh snap kitten wizard says absolutely he says the day will come when you will worship my father in spirit and in truth and again and then he said your father is satan my father is in spirit and in truth the day will come when you will you will worship him in spirit and in truth. It's just really clear when we don't try to reconcile everything as one narrative. It's a it's a melting pot of narratives. And for me, I just if you just read the words of Christ and then you get into the Gnostic Gospels, it's very clear. Then that leads you down the path of looking into the Hindu uh, mysticism, looking into the Buddhist mi- mysticism. I mean, it's it's beautiful, and it all fits together perfectly. Uh, we're even going to talk about Christ in India at some point, too. Uh, there's a book on that. Beautiful, beautiful stuff there. Um, so I don't know, guys. Just here to, here to do it. Let's talk about it. So the way of truth and life. Absolutely, Andy. Absolutely. So it's all transcendent. And it's all esoteric. Uh, I'm going to be back on at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. So uh, every day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, whatever time that is for you. Um, And then I will, this is all posted on YouTube and the podcast and my Facebook page. Links to all of that at www.cubcooker.com. You can also join up with my monthly membership over there. Like I said, I set it at nine bucks a month. It's like a streaming membership. In fact, it's cheaper than most streaming memberships now. So makes all the difference to me. So thank you guys. I appreciate your support. I love you. And we will continue this in chapter five this afternoon. So y'all have an awesome, awesome day. Thank you for all the new followers, all the new subscribers. Thank you for 5,000 likes. And yeah, come on, TikTok. Let's push this out to more people. Love you guys. Peace.